0: coming up in this episode.
1: But I had to ask her, like, okay, this looks pretty, but is it, you know, if I jump in, am I gonna get like a rash, am I gonna get sick? I wanna
0: know is how does she put like the river into a book?
2: And our rivers don't need to be lined with private property. Mm. Public space is what Jimmy Carter gave us for this river.
1: This podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting highlights books with Georgia Connections, hosted by two of your favorite public radio book nerds who also happen to be your hosts of All Things Considered on GPB Radio. I'm Peter Biello. And I'm Orlando Montoya. Thanks for joining us as
0: we introduce you to authors, their writings, and the insights behind their stories, mixed with our own thoughts and ideas on just what gives these works the narrative edge.
1: All right, Orlando, got a question for you. Go ahead. Have you ever been out to shoot the hooch? I have not, but I want to. So bad. (laughs) First time I heard that, I was like, what are you talking about? Is that gun related? Who's shooting what here? Did you think hooch was a bad word? <laughs> uh, I had I had no preconceptions about that word at the time, um, but I asked right away, like literally, like what is this? I'm new here. No, Please explain hooch, to me.
0: Hooch is the hoochie, the Chattahoochie. Yep. And shooting it is going down in a tube or a raft or a kayak or something. You're going to get wet. You're going to get sun. That's what shooting the hooch is.
1: A lot of sun, apparently. That's the explanation that was given to me. Like, bring a whole bottle of suntan lotion or sunblock and just prepare. It, Pre- like,
0: must take hours.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a long river. It's a long river. And the reason I bring it up today is because I've never done that, uh, but I did read a book about the Chattahoochee, and now I kind of want to. It's a book called Keeping the Chattahoochee, and it's by former Chattahoochee riverkeeper Sally Bethay. She was a riverkeeper for about two decades, and for this interview, I was actually like, "It's a treat." I got out of the studio for this one. It was really fun. We in went, the field, we were in the field, microphone in hand. She asked me to meet her at a parking lot, uh, short, uh, not far from the Chattahoochee River. And of course, not far is a relative term, because we ended up walking for about forty-five minutes through through the woods, through the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area, to to the riverbanks. Uh, and it, it was great. It was it was such a nice day to go. Well, did you get your feet in the water? I did, not, I did not get... I get close. I get close. But that was uh, all in the interest of getting good sound, well, right? You, you want to hear the water. You had to touch it, at least. I, I regret to say I did not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, how how was the water? What did it look like? The water was just beautiful. I mean, like a a, sh- a shining blue, and a, and we were... Trees all around us, and then, of course... Uh, trees across the river, so it, I, I grew up in New England, I went to college in Maine, lived in Vermont, lived in New Hampshire. It, close your eyes open them again, you could have been in any of those states you know
0: well uh, I'm, I'm from the opposite way from 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 south, from Florida and Savannah, and the rivers there don't have all that rocky stuff so I, I really like the, the Chattahoochee.
1: Is it more swampy where you're from? You know it's
0: swampy, it's flat it doesn't like it doesn't like flow. Oh, okay. I mean, it flows, but not like the Chattahoochee. And by the way, I did uh, kayak uh, and and shoot the hooch, I guess, in Columbus, where they have that white water, and also up in Helen,
1: where they do the tubing. But just not in this section. Okay. Hooching. Do they call it shooting the hooch when it's outside the Atlanta area, or is it just... I
0: don't know. I might get some <laughs> blowback on that. But <laughs> I think when you shoot the hooch, it's only right here in the Atlanta area. Chatt- down
1: in Columbus, it's, it's that whitewater, and up in Helen, it's tubing. Okay. Maybe our friendly podcast audience will send us a nice email telling us what it actually is called in those other areas. Maybe it is, chat still shooting the hooch. Who knows? Um, anyway, well, I went to the river, and when I went, it was... Shortly after one of those contamination stories, we hear these every now and then, this one was a bacterial contamination in the Chattahoochee. So that, that was in the news. That wasn't really why we went to talk. We went to talk about her book, Keeping the Chattahoochee, of course, and about her time as river keeper. But I had to ask her like, okay, th- this looks pretty, but is it, you know, if I jump in, am I gonna get like a rash? Am I gonna get sick? You know, and, and what happens? Will it be there forever? Or does the river heal itself somehow?
2: Rivers are amazingly resilient if you don't overuse and abuse them too much. If you're looking at bacterial pollution, untreated sewage going into a river, that bacteria will die within three or four days. It's looking for warm-bodied mammals to, to live in, and cold rivers are not where the bacteria like to live. So you stop the sewage spill and, you know, the river is going to take care of that. What we've seen recently was an ongoing a chronic problem with Fulton County's Big Creek Sewage plant. They're still trying to figure out what happened there. Um, so with bacterial contamination, you stop the source, you can um, the, the river can, for the most part, heal itself. When you're talking about toxic chemicals, Um, Things even like DDT and Chlordane, which have been banned for decades and decades, they're still persisting in the fish tissue in some of the fish in this river. You can't just magically clean things like that up. Now, you see,
0: bacteria and chemicals, I don't want those words anywhere near my drinking water.
1: Absolutely not. And this this is a source of drinking water. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. But they told me that this river sustains about 5 million people, and it's not just the Atlanta area. As, as you mentioned, this goes through Columbus, reaches the southern part of the state, and Georgia, Alabama, and Florida occasionally fight about water use from the Chattahoochee. But because so many people depend on the source of water, I asked her about growth, right? Because we know Atlanta especially is growing pretty quickly and more and more people are depending on this river. So can this river sustain the addition of so many new people, particularly in the Atlanta area?
2: We, in the recent years, we've had a lot of rain and people seem to forget what it was like back in 2006 to 2009 when we had an exceptional drought. That will happen again. Now many decision-makers, leaders at all levels, have tried to put together some plans to better deal with that eventuality, but they have still not come to a uh, result, an outcome that I think will ensure everyone up and downstream is adequately protected, including the river itself. Um, a lot of partisan ship of course this river basin straddles three states so you've got fights alabama you've got georgia you've got florida um and uh we have the capacity to be more careful with our water and more thoughtful
1: so yeah there are concerns about what this river can sustain and when you talk about leaders
0: protecting the river one leader i'm thinking about is jimmy carter We've been hearing about Jimmy Carter, obviously, for uh, the reasons of of his ill health. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: But didn't he have a central role in protecting this part of the river? Oh, yeah. About 45 years ago, he created the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area, uh, which was where we spoke. We had that interview there. And uh, that decision to create the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area essentially protected miles of riverfront from development. So when I spoke with Bethay at the banks of the river— asked her about Carter's impact, Uh, she essentially pointed across the river and said, all those trees could have been private homes and condos, if not for Carter.
2: Uh, People love to be beside water. I understand it totally. But we also need green space. We need places where everybody, anyone from any walk of life, can come and enjoy the river. And our rivers don't need to be lined with private property. Hmm. Public space is what Jimmy Carter gave us for this river, and it's helped protect the river as well, the water quality. Um, he was a visionary.
1: So she's very appreciative of, of Jimmy Carter's efforts, that's for sure.
0: Now what I want to know is, how
1: does she put, like, the river into a book? Well, she writes about it as, as it kind of takes like a diary form, where she's sort of present in a moment, and she's describing it. She's very good with identifying the, the types of wildlife, the types of plant life out there. There's an equal balance here of science and poetry. Maybe that's the way I should say it. What gives this book the narrative edge is that there's a nice balance of science and poetry. She knows the taxonomy. She knows what she's looking at. And she's also just got this genuine love for the outdoors and this particular body of water and everything it sustains. And that comes across on the page. I think, I think readers would appreciate it. I certainly did.
0: Oh, I appreciate you telling me about it.
1: That's Keeping the Chattahoochee by Riverkeeper, former Riverkeeper, Sally Buffet.
0: And this has been Narrative Edge. I'm Orlando Montoya.
1: And I'm Peter Biello.
0: Thanks for listening to Narrative Edge. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. This podcast is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Find us online at
1: gpb.org slash Narrative Edge. You can also catch us on the daily GPB news podcast, Georgia Today, for a concise update on the latest news in Georgia. For more on that and all of our podcasts, go to gpb.org podcasts.